Good morning. We're glad you could be with us today. Uh, we're uh, we're in a quite an interesting setting here today, and uh, changed it up a little bit. Thought maybe you might enjoy that. Uh, today, I would like for us to uh, focus a little bit about uh, what may be going on in our world. Um, perhaps, perhaps you are involved in the medical community, uh, and you might be faced with the issues of COVID-19. Well, we all are in one sense or another. We may, be, we may be in the medical community, we may be outside, but it affects us going to the grocery store, to the pharmacy, whatever. And we mask up now, at least most of us do, mask up to try to be careful when we're out. And so it, it is a little bit different of a kind of, of life we're living now. And we don't know when that's going to be changing, do we? We don't know how that's going to happen and where that's going to go. They're teaching us to be socially distant. So I, I found this picture that I thought, here these people are all spread out their six feet. And there's a lot of people there, but they're keeping their social distance. And I've been interested how we've been protecting. You get close to people, you pull back, you want to be careful uh, what your social distancing is going to be and how that's the world. What a change that makes. Our, our beaches were open. Uh, for a while and then they closed it down because last Saturday so many people went to the beach. It was a beautiful day here in Naples. But there was nobody social distancing so they had to close the beaches again. And so it's been kind of a stressful time as you look at that and go around with that and it's maybe that way they say until we get a vaccine. Now I understand they're working on one and hopefully we'll have one uh, this fall uh, for a vaccine but until then, until then we're having to go to these extremes, as it is, to protect ourselves from COVID-19. And that worries a lot of people. A lot of people are worried about it. Maybe you are worried about it. Maybe you're worried about what's taking place in your world around you. And you're concerned about your health, your children's health, your parents' health. Uh, it is something that we can concern about for every single individual. So. There are lots of people who are worried, and maybe you are one of those that is that way. And if you're over 65, well, oh dear, you, you may have a lot of worry. You may have a lot of concern and be concerned with that. Maybe you have some type of a health issue that brings you worry and concern about, I need to keep safe, I need to be away from people, I'm locked up in my house, or whatever, if you're over. So, they are legitimate fears. And legitimate fears are fine. They're, uh, they're fears that we have that, that reflect what's going on in the world around us and the concern we have. And so being careful, being fearful of what I'm going to do, how am I going to be exposed to something that we cannot see with the naked eye, which we cannot protect, we don't know where it is, and it becomes a silent, invisible enemy. And so we have that, those legitimate fears. And perhaps, perhaps you're feeling helplessness about it. You, there's no, there's nothing you can do, and it becomes hopeless. I don't, I don't know which way to turn. I don't know where to do. I have feelings of whatever I do is going to be wrong. Well, right now, right now in beautiful Naples, Florida, if you were to look outside, you would see that there are lots of smoke going on all over. In fact, I was out a little few minutes ago, and there were ashes in the yard around the church. And they are from a forest fire. We have forest fires here. This is our dry season, and so 
We have to be careful, fires starting up. There were two that were near my home, not too far from my house. So we had a lot of smoke and it's very windy. And so the firefighters are out trying to do the best they can to protect us. They're brush fires going through the swamp and the swamp is really dry because it is our, our dry season. And so many homes have been put in danger or have been lost totally in our neighborhood and around our city. So there are those fears as well. So back to more feelings of hopelessness. And when you know you're away from your home and you're dependent on the winds, you're dependent on firefighters trying to protect your property, there can be the feeling of hopelessness that happens and goes for you. You know, one of the texts in the Bible that I, that I appreciate is found in Psalms 46. And in Psalm 46, it's actually a song, and too bad we don't have the music, but it was a song that was created and it was given to the choir to sing, the sons of Korah, they must have been quite a chorus, and they were to sing this song, it was of praise to God, and it, and it reflects, I think, what many of us may be thinking. And it says, in God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam amid the mountains quake with their surging. The mighty Lord is with us. The Jacob, the God of Jacob, is our fortress. I find those words comforting to know that we have our refuge and our strength in God. And that those passages, those passages mean a lot because in times of trouble, in times of need, I've turned to those and said, remember, our God is our refuge. He's our strength. He is our help in present danger. Whether we're threatened by our house, whether we're threatened by COVID-19, whatever it may be, that God is our refuge. He is our strength. He is present, ever-present help in our struggles of life. I don't know if you've seen the advertising about the Museum of the Bible on TV. Uh, I've kind of been watching that. I guess there's a new museum in Washington, D.C. I've never seen it. And next time I go, I think I'm going to make sure I go by and see the Museum of the Bible. And that particular advertisement they have on, it talks about getting back to the one book, the one book. And it's talking about the scriptures, talking about the scriptures. And why would they be calling us? Because they cited many experiences of people as they were looking through the films of people who had been in great danger, whether they were coming over as pilgrims or they were out at the sea or whatever their danger was, that they relied and got their strength to go through those from the Lord. You see, that's exactly what it says there, an ever-present help in trouble. And in the dangers that come, he is our refuge and our strength. And so this open book, this going back to the scriptures and looking for that together. But I'd like to suggest to you today, there's a lot more in this story than that. Meaning in the scriptures, there's a lot more to it than that. If you have your Bibles, would you, would you open them to 1 Corinthians chapter 1? 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And as we look at this letter that was written to the church of Corinth, Paul, and you're going to look at this when I read this and share this with you, you're going to go, 
What does that have to do with God being our strength and a refuge? Well, just hang in. Did you happen to find that? 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. And if you haven't followed along, I'm, I'm going to share that with you. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Now, let's just look at that for just a minute. Just shorten that up a little bit and say, the message of the cross is the power of God. If you take out all the extra little pieces, the message of the cross is the power of God. So it makes us ask, what is the message of the cross? How so? How, how is it possible that the message of the cross could be the power of God? How does that work? And how does that relate to our fears? How does that go together? So if we looked at, and we, I'm just going to quickly go to 2 Corinthians 5, it adds a little bit, says that, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. So the cross, part of the cross, was reconciling all of us to Christ not counting people's sins against them. So the cross, because of the cross, the relationship between God and us completely changes. How is that possible? What is, what is the meaning of that? How does our relationship change? Well, the reason our relationship changes is because basically sin separates us from God. It keeps us away from God. You can understand that. And, uh, when you've done something wrong, and your family and so forth, you don't want to share, you want to keep it quiet, and it separates you. And when we confess, say, oh, I'm sorry, and we, we make it right, we give back into a relationship again. So sin does the same thing. It separates us from God. And so how do we take care of that? Well, the cross restores us back to God. That quick connection back, we come back to God because, because the cross of Christ took care of our sins on the cross. And therefore, we can be restored back to where we were. Instead of being alienated from God, we are now back being his children. See? So it restores us back. Salvation is moving from living death to deathless life. Jack O'Dell said, salvation is moving from living death to deathless life. It makes it total difference of how we approach God, how we think of God, how we go towards God. I'm going to skip down to verse 30 very quick. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. It is because of Christ that we are in him. You see, when he went to the cross, he paid for our sins and we are in him. Therefore, our righteousness rests in him. Our holiness rests in him. Our redemption rests in him. That's why there's such power in the cross. That's why it means so much to us. That's why it taps in to the part when we are feeling we need help. We are helpless. We are hopeless. We have problems. What are we going to do with the world around us? Well, God has provided a way through his son to help us go. I'd like to share with you a, a kind of interesting little thing about two farmers. So these two farmers, they live next door to each other. 
And one farmer was very optimistic. And the other farmer tend to be very critical and pessimistic about everything. So the one farmer would get up and he would see the sun shining and he would say, oh, look at the beautiful sun today. That's gonna make our plants really grow and make our corn really grow. Well, the farmer on the other side of the fence said, that sun is so bright, it may scorch our crops and make them terrible. <laughs> and then if it would rain, well, then the one farmer would get up and say, oh, look at God is blessing us with rain and he's, he's gonna help the crops to grow. He's gonna make them water. And the pessimistic farmer next door was lean over the fence and say, yeah, watch it. It'll rain too much. It'll flood out our crops and destroy the whole thing. Well, the optimistic farmer was thinking, what in the world he can do? So he said, I know. So he went and he purchased a puppy, which was a bird dog. And he took this bird dog and he trained it so carefully. He went to the extreme to make sure that this dog could do anything. And so he got it perfectly trained. And so he and the two farmers went out duck hunting. And while they were out duck hunting together, they were shot two, two ducks down out at the sky. And as they fell into the pond, the one farmer, the optimistic farmer said, all right, boy, go get them. And the dog jumped out of the boat, walked on the water, one over, picked up both of the ducks, came back walking on the water and got back in the boat. And the optimistic farther, farmer said, well, what did you think of that? And the pessimistic farmer, he turned and said, what, the dog can't swim? So it's how we look at things, how we look at life, how we put things together. I don't know what your outlook is. Maybe you're feeling hopeless about things that are going on. Maybe you're feeling, ah, oh, this, is, this is really bad and happening. Even through this COVID-19, remember, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. And when we are facing with the fires that we are in our community, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. I like to make that personal. Maybe you do too. God is my refuge and strength, my ever-present help in trouble. I don't know where you are. I don't know what's going on in your life. But would you take these words of encouragement from the psalm, make it a song, as it were, in your heart, that God is my refuge and my strength, my ever-present help in trouble. No matter what you're going through, what you're experiencing, May God be with you, and he will as he has promised, because he made it possible through the cross with Christ's great love towards you. Pray with me, would you? Dear Lord, I thank you for the cross. I thank you for the message of the cross that he has redeemed us, brought us back, made us his children, made us holy and righteous, forgiven us of our sins, and promises us to be with us, to be present and help when the conflicts and the things and the disturbances and the health issues and the fires are all around us. 
that you are there to help us. I thank you. We praise your son for what he did and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. God bless you. When the hour finally calls for an ending, and the music and gears all packed away, think back on this time between your heart and mine, and remember this prayer. May you soar on the wings of an angel and walk with the Lord day by day. Be filled with God's grace as you leave this place. May God you.